Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Happy Friday. Yeah, Friday. We've made it. I'm a big Friday guy. I've said that. I'm on the record as a, as a Friday person. Friday's number one for me. Like, not even close. Friday. Top of the list. Saturday, two. Then I'll sort it out from I haven't there. even uh, thought about what day I love the most. Friday's like a, it's a, it's just, like a holiday. Oh, yeah. It's big for me. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people probably feel that way because, you know, then they know they have the weekend. They get up and then they're pissed off on Monday because they feel like the weekend was too short. You called the weekend a two-day vacation recently. <laughs> and I don't know why that hasn't caught on everywhere. It is a two-day vacation. Yeah, man. But some people, you know, work throughout. Yeah. So. I like that. Two-day vacation. Uh, so Friday is basically the first. It's it, This evening is the start of really a two and a in an evening. So two days in an, in an evening of Friday. Yeah, so everybody's trying to get that party started early. Yeah, man. Yeah, especially, you know, for the balls. Yeah, got to get that party started right. I want to hear from balls fans today. Uh, phone lines are open, 615-737-1045. This Josh Heupel thing, whether or not you wanted him and if you wanted this guy or that guy or who you wanted and you didn't get, we talked a lot about John Gruden in the offseason. Blaine, I'm glad you brought that up as director of content because here's the thing. I said about Gruden, then don't. if because I, I try to look at things from an administrative standpoint, because I used to be a college administrator, so I was in the room when coaches got hired and decisions got made, or at least in the room next to the room. You know, I don't want to get too crazy here, but I got an inside look at how some of that stuff went. So when you pick a, a guy or a gal to coach your team, and and you're 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 trying to you know trying to rebuild from whatever got you to this point. I always try to look at the person's past and, and, and what I thought they could do and try to project that. And to me, the model for what Tennessee wanted was if you could get in year one what Ole Miss got out of Lane Kiffin. They won half their games. They were exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. Everybody talked about them because they scored so many points. And even the games that they didn't win were just crazy exciting. So I thought, what if he wins half his games? You'd be bowl eligible depending on what happens with it. We don't know what's going on with the investigation. It's all gotten real quiet. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. So if they could win half their games, but they were entertaining, if they could win the games that they're supposed to win, and I didn't mention this, but this is what you have to think about as an administrator is, what if we could start selling some tickets? Not that they don't sell a lot of tickets, because Vol fans, I I was listening to Buck a little bit earlier, and, and, and I know some people were calling in and railing on Vol fans, and I get that. It's SEC. You always want to get after the other team's fans. But they're good fans. They pay money. They buy yeah, tickets. They're loyal. They're loyal fans. Yeah. Even through 10 through years plus yeah. in the wilderness, they've been well, they've been loyal. And so I thought, ultimately, if things got interesting enough, he could probably even sell tickets. Well, they got a sellout. It's the first one since, what, 2017, I think? Is that it? Hmm. A Saturday night sellout against Ole Miss. And the Lane Kiffin factor is interesting, but it's because the team is exciting because Ole Miss is exciting and they're ranked. And it's going to be a fun atmosphere, and it's all those things. So he's winning the games that he's supposed to win. He picked the wrong quarterback in the beginning, but they settled that, and he moved on. Okay, yeah, okay. I move on. Well, at least he wasn't stubborn enough to just stick with the guy. That he, he was thought. not. They kept it. Now, injuries may have <laughs> added to that. They helped make the decision. <laughs> and he got it right eventually. He sure did. And so he's sticking with his guy, and this is the midpoint of the season. And they're playing a ranked team at home, and it's a sellout, and fans are excited. And if you're Danny White, you're winning the games you're supposed to. Nobody expects you to win the national championship of the conference this year. You just sold 100-plus thousand tickets for this game. I would say at this point, 
We don't know what's going to happen Saturday. We don't know what's going to happen the next week or the next month or anything. But to me, this thing appears to be on some kind of schedule towards something good. I would be very excited right now. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to go that far. I would say uh, this is exactly what you expected. Yeah. Uh, at least for me, I, I said they'd be 6-6. Six and six. You score a lot of points. You know his offense is going to put up points. It's going to be exciting to watch at worst-case scenario, whether you're winning games or not. Look at the schedule. You say, oh, six wins is feasible. Mm-hmm. The true test for any coach is after you get to six, then get to eight, and then get to ten, and then how to maintain it. Those are the hardest tests. So right now he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Bringing excitement, putting up points, and they're winning the games they're supposed to. So, I, I, you know, I, you know I, I watch a lot of UT, uh, and you become a, a fan of UT living here in Tennessee. Uh, so they're doing exactly what I, I thought would happen, really. I, I don't think any, you know, any surprises, really, at this point. I, I think they're going to beat Ole Miss. I think the difference is, I mean, just make it simple. Don't make things complex. Their defense is better than Ole Miss's defense. They run the same style offense. Just, you know, one is maybe a little more speed than the other as far as how they run it. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think Hypo's, you know, super competent offensive mind uh, and what works in college football. So, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm excited for him, though. I, I'm just as pumped up as though uh, the people who went to UT. I'm glad they're excited again. I mean, man, people would be down and out just because the football team <laughs> is not winning games. Oh. I'm talking about they would have a bad day. Oh, like, yeah. it, it was a miserable week. <laughs> miserable like, months. Well, what's going yeah. on? Yeah, what, what, what's, oh, Tennessee is just horrible. They keep making bad decisions. Coach after coach. I'm just sick. Oh, man. Well, what's what? Now you're feeling good and dandy. Get your caffeine ready. Get your popcorn ready. This is going to be fun. Night game. Check a board. We're in all orange. Well, I got to watch that. Today. I got to stop yelling now. I got to watch that. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. Keep, keep the excitement. I like yeah. it. Yeah, um, but, yeah, no, you know, I just got to make sure I keep my voice down. You know, I've been told not to yell. It's all right. You're not yelling. I'm sitting here next to you. I don't think you're yelling. Um, I wrote these stats down on Monday just because I was looking at Hendon Hooker. He's the highest rated quarterback in the SEC. He's, the, he's ahead of Matt Corral. Now, some of you may so say. So, where's that put him in the country? I'd he's top look, five. I'd, he has to be. I'm gonna just throw it out there. Well, I mean, well, at least uh, let's say power five. I don't yeah. know power five. Yeah, there's always some group of five guy who's yeah. putting up stupid numbers uh, somewhere. Um, he, he certainly well, tops in the SEC. Cincinnati's doing. Mac, uh, oh yeah, Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Corral is number two in the SEC. Hendon Hooker is number one. Hendon Hooker is fourth in the SEC in passing touchdowns with 13. He's only got one interception. Uh, the Vols are third in yards per game third in points per game uh, in the country. They're 47th in total defense, as we said yesterday. The Rebels are 100. Tennessee allows 21.5 points per game. They're 37th in scoring defense. Rebels are 106. They're allowing 32.2. And Ole Miss allows 191 rushing yards per game. Mm-hmm. And they're similar offenses. Yeah. And Hendon Hooker's the right guy to run this Vols offense. Mm-hmm. And the thing about him is, and when they went to Missouri, I thought, okay, Missouri's terrible against the run. Well, they just run it down their throat. And they ran it down their throat, but I love the way they threw the ball, too. And Hooker has become a pretty accurate, I and mean, he's he's accurate in this offense. Yeah, so, well, I think he's grown and matured and gotten better and worked on the little things over his time at Tennessee. So and then too. all of a sudden, he fits the offense. I, I just like the way he operates. I said that from his first time he got out there. That he was the better quarterback. Now, people are going to say, but he's not the better talent. And I keep saying the same thing over and over again. 
the better talent is sometimes not the better player. Yeah. And you got to quit saying, oh, but his upside, his potential. Well, guess what? His potential is solidified in that he's been playing for four years. He is who he is. Mm -hmm. There's no more upside. Sorry. No, he's he's reached the top. I mean, can he play better? Yep, that's the only thing. Well, he can't operate. This is who he is. You can't keep saying that over and over. Oh, his upside. Well, eventually at some point it runs out. No, but he didn't ever reach it. There's a whole bunch of people like that. One guy that comes to mind, granted he's a better athlete, Milton, is is Russell. Jamarcus, what's the quarterback from LSU that went to the Raiders? Oh, Jamarcus. Oh, what, what was his upside? He couldn't hit the backside of a barn consistently. Sorry. <laughs> nope. Bye. Yeah, and that's kind of how I'm viewing it. Uh, not to say that he can't improve and maybe he'll be the starting quarterback next year or maybe hopefully Hooker doesn't get hurt and he goes back out there and then he sees how it's supposed to operate. Mm-hmm. And then he gets better. Would you be surprised, too, if he didn't just show up at Liberty or somewhere like that to finish his career, Milton, if he went somewhere else at this point? Mm, I so, think he's going to be there because I think Hooker leaves. He graduates, right? He's he's in grad school, isn't he, or somewhere like that? I think COVID gave him – I think he's got two, He's got this year and one more, right, Lucas? Yeah, this year and one more. So, I, Well, if I was him, I wouldn't come out. I, I would come out on me. Oh, Hooker? I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back. Keep it moving? Yeah, if I keep playing like this, bye-bye. Bye-bye. The numbers don't lie. And by the way, I didn't play a couple games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What will my numbers look like then? They, they would be tolerant that I'm a Heisman candidate. Yeah. Not a deep quarterback class in, in terms of the draft. Right, as far as coming out, right? It's all about timing. Boy, if this dude, if he keeps this up. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because the NFL now. I, I, I'm about to say, there's a handful of guys I wouldn't come back. The two corners, bye, (laughs) bye, bye to the NFL, bye. I hope somebody's giving them some good recommendations. Come back up, now you're injured, up, stock dropped. Yeah. Oh, no. Run. Get it when you can get it. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, Running back, Evans, bye. When you're, that's three years, right? That makes him eligible, bye. You're running back, too? Yeah. The NFL is now embracing a lot of these college principles with what the quarterback does, these RPOs. And it used to be pro style meant pro style. And the NFL was just power eye and everybody. Nope. Quarterbacks who can run the ball are, I mean, Hinton Hooker, he's got a real chance. If he keeps playing like this, like you said, just go and don't look back. And as Lucas pointed out, not a deep quarterback class. As long as it's just principles and it's not what you live and die by. Sure. The RPO, yeah, it's fine. Because he's not going to be able to take those hits in the NFL. Oh, no, no. impossible. No. The only person who's really perfected that is Jackson. (laughs) He's a special, special talent. And it's going to take its toll on him eventually. Yeah, it will. I mean, it did on Cam Newton. Mm -hmm. And Cam Newton got hit so many times by people. He's a big, goddess-type built guy. He He looks like like a defensive end. He does look like a defensive end. He's like a Greek statue, uh, Cam Newton. And it eventually got him. Now, it took a while, but it it got him. Um, Yep. Just We're hearing pre- Evans is playing, right, Tyon Evans? We're hearing he, on his IG, he said that he was playing. Allegedly, he said that on his Instagram live. Is it gone now? What is allegedly when he said it on his IG? Well, I didn't see him say it. I saw others saying he said it. Oh. John, Bri- Our guy, John Bryce, reported yesterday he likely will not play. Well, he did leave room for error and likely. 
So we shall see. What? Well, didn't uh, Hypo have an interview today? Not speaking to the media today. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. Stay tuned. What a game. <laughs> Well, uh, certainly the Vols want to run the ball against uh, Ole Miss, and I think the Vols can certainly score what Arkansas scored in that game, so they ought to be able to keep things moving. we got to keep things moving. Mike Vrabel, select Titan, is supposed to talk to the media. We always like to check in with Vrabel if we can on Friday, so let's do this. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll tap into some of these Titans as they talk about the now Monday night game against the Buffalo Bills here in Nashville. 3HL coming up next. We are Blaine and Mickey. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Like I said, we'll tap into some of these uh, press conferences live from St. Thomas Sports Park when they get started. When I first came back to town seven years ago and I started working on the radio station, I'd been gone five years, and I, I was talking about the Titans. I said, yeah, down at Baptist Sports Park. And I, and they stopped me and said, uh, uh, you guys, you and Brent were like, uh, no, man, it's got a different name now. It had happened while I was gone. St. Thomas Sports Park. I'm still nervous when I say it, but I know that's the name. Uh, well, just, that's why I don't say the name. Just practice facility. Yep, they are at the practice facility. They are. And by the way, that make a mistake with that. For anybody. This is how I avoid mistakes. Yes. I make enough on my own. Well, I do too. I I always say the wrong name. And and you always go, no, no, it's the other guy. If there's two people that do the same thing, I always, I don't know. I got to stop doing that. Well, that's that's why we make such a great team. Right. We fill in the blanks for each other. We help each other out. We do. Yeah, just like, you know, when you get toasted, I'm over the top. (laughs) And then when I I miss a tackle, you're going to make the play. No, when you miss a tackle, (laughs) I grab the guy's foot and hold on for you to get back up and chase him down and hit him again. That's what a team is all about, man. Right there. That's right. Uh, here's some notes on the Titans team. Again, as we wait on some of these live uh, press conferences, Jim Wyatt, uh, Caleb Farley, Tier Tart, and Roger Saffold all returned to practice on Friday for the Titans. Good oh, news. Oh, oh, did, did you see video of, I'm worried about Farley. I think I'm pretty cool with, with Saffold of Wiley vet. <laughs> okay. Play. There's right over that tweet is video of Farley stretching. Oh, that's not enough. He's stretching. And boy, is he stretching. And here he is. He's standing up after his stretch. And now he's drinking water. He's staying hydrated. That's good for things like hamstrings, as I understand. And then he threw the water bottle and the video started again. So here's the bad news. But, but what, was it? what was his injury, though? His injury was. I got it all it right It baffles here. me. I'd be just frustrated as a teammate oh, if I'm out there. Oh. Like, why is he always hurt? This was not hurt. I mean, or any of the rookie. I mean, young player. I go, man, dang, man. You're young. Why are you? You're not even old. I mean, you got to be out here at practice. You need these reps. He had an illness. Oh, okay. So so he got he got bit by some kind of illness bug. Oh, I thought you were about to say he got no, bit, he didn't by, get bit by, by a bee. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and, uh, his lips swell up. So I do have some bad news, though. Not spotted. This is per Jim Wyatt. Uh-oh. Christian Fulton. Oh, he. I think he's no way playing. There's no way. All right, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna so, save. I'm well, gonna is say, Hooker, Hooker out there. Hooker's uh, out there. No, here we go. Yeah, no, no Hooker's got to be there. No, Hooker's out there. Okay, he's still in that window, though. He's in the limbo. He's like oh, in he, Star Trek, where be they're there. beaming somebody somewhere. He's still in the beam. Yeah, he hasn't landed on the other on the other I'm ship a, yet. I'm do, I'm okay, a, I'm a DM him. Not spotted. Christian Fulton, Monty Rice, Jeremy McNichols. What, my dude? Oh no, this it gets worse. Jeremy, well, what's no, he no, didn't this, he practice yesterday? I, I saw him doing drills. Yeah, he didn't practice. I remember his ankle was a little sore yeah. from the. He had a that guy rolled up on for the Jaguars. I haven't, but he it, came back in the game, and I, I thought he was just going to rest all the way until like Thursday. 
Well, yeah, I guess he did. I haven't given you the worst no. news yet. Oh, Jeremy Nichols. Oh, he's got it. Who's backing up the king? Because we cannot depend on the other guy named Evans. Darrington Evans. Well, he's still in the tractor beam somewhere, too. He's, no, I saw he's, him running. He looked better than last week. Okay. I saw him, but I'm still not with him playing this week. I mean, I short week, they play Monday, then Sunday. No way. I, I, him and Bud Dupree, I would not play. Well, regardless. Bud Dupree didn't practice today. That's the oh, other one. Yeah. I, I mean, he looks better. Dupree as well looks better. But with the short week, you got to think in, in line with, okay, if he plays, then he's not on a short week. He's not going to be able to go because his knee's going to swell up. Regardless, I'm sorry, ACL tear, it's going to swell up. Wasn't it Kevin Carter you told me whose knee swelled up for the rest of his life after he had the surgery? Yeah, every game. Yeah. Every game, my team in the training room all week. But he wouldn't miss practice. This guy, yeah, he wouldn't miss practice. He never wanted to show signs that it was actually bothering him to a level where he couldn't practice. Yeah. And the swelling would go down and it just come right back. Now, I don't know if that was him just managing it through it. And sometimes he, he didn't have to do it every you know day or every week. But sometimes it would just swell up maybe because we played on some turf or he had a hard cut and it was like, yeah, I don't feel so good. And he came out there like a warrior and didn't miss a practice. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty fascinating. I, I was wondering why he's playing Patty Cake <laughs> at practice. I used to mess up, why are you playing Patty Cake? You can see that on, that's what he said. Oh, I was just saying Baker, man. <laughs> well, that's how my knee was sore. That's a huge dude too. That's oh, a lot man. of person to be carrying around on a hurt knee. He was. He was. A, he's a specimen, though. He sure he, was. Yeah, he he was special. That's why he went top five. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, there is video again of Julio and AJ, and I'll just say this: Julio Jones and these videos, and you watched, and you you're you're our resident physician as well on the show. Yeah. Uh, with no doctor, you like what you're seeing about Julio Jones. Oh, on Julio Jones looked like no one's wrong with him. Now, now, I'm just eyeball test. I saw uh, AJ Brown jump up for a pass, you know, just in warming up, and I felt like he was just a little bit restricted or protecting himself. But he looks well enough to play for sure. Yeah, which he played last week. But I, he's going to test it more and more, uh, you know, on the vert there when he was jumping up. So yeah, he he's he's almost to the finish line. The extra day may help him out a lot. He may feel like he's a hunted. How much does playing on – they practice in the bubble today, and that's turf. We've talked some about this. How much better is it just for knees and joints and everything else that they practice on on grass and dirt most of the time, and then they play on it here? That's mm-hmm. that, That's got to be – I know you've talked about it because you played on a parking lot with some, you know, a thin layer of green plastic <laughs> on it. It was a parking lot. Yeah, yeah, for three the, years. The Astro. I firmly believe that's why I had three scopes on my knee because of that parking lot. Called the Astrodome. How hard did it hurt when you hit the ground? When you, well, it's not ground, the parking lot. You know, you learn how to fall regardless if it's on the turf or not. So I can't say the fall were any different in my mind. Because uh, you're not focusing on it. I would say just the gradual pounding of you running on those services oh. and then stopping and planting. It's yeah. just like on concrete. So those. Times just kind of add up, uh, but we never practice on turf, uh, so we we're always on grass. And I, I would say, to what you're leaning to talking about is, yeah, it's beneficial not to practice or uh, play on it. Uh, I firmly believe that the longevity now there's new turf now, which is better supposedly, uh, and I want to believe them that it is better than what was used before. But I don't know if it's still good for your body, yeah, to a certain extent. So, but better it's easier to maintain 
but it's it's definitely better than <laughs> the turf before when it was in the vet or Astrodome or anywhere else back in the ni- early nineties. You didn't play in the vet though, did you? When you got to Philly, you you've played there as a visitor. You, they weren't still in the vet when you played, were they? Uh, yes, that oh, was you, last year. You played in the old vet. Yeah, boy, you talking about looking like I was, uh, you know, Snoop Dogg out there playing. I mean that literally. I had on. Sleeves tight in. Hey, man, you looking like socks all the way up. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a good deal. I wore different shoes than I would wear. Yeah. Yeah, it was different. Was it that was last bas- year? Was it basically concrete by that point? Mm. Was there any give to it? You're probably asking the wrong person because, and I say that in, even though I played eight games there yeah. during the regular season and then uh, two in the playoffs is that uh, you kind of block the things out that are affecting you and you just try to move forward because you have to deal with it. So I could say it was okay. I felt like they tried to have better turf in there. If It wasn't flat like it was thin or anything like that. It was uh, because at that time they had changed the turf. So our practice facility indoor, which we were on a lot because it was cold down there and snowy, 10 inches of snow and all those things. So they had that kind of turf outdoor, so it was much better than the original vet. Did you ever wear – I remember watching games at the height of the AstroTurf era, especially indoor teams, and guys just wearing what looked like sneakers, not even turf shoes. They looked like sneakers, basketball shoes. Uh, Well, a lot of players did. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did not. No, I wore turf shoes. Yeah, the turf set that came out. Actually, my rookie year, I had a, a Reebok contract, so I was wearing Reebok turfs. You blowing some people's mind with turf shoe talk. They had a lot of these little teeny tiny cleats underneath them. Yeah, yeah. I, remember, I actually bought the Earl Campbell pony turf shoes as just my shoe shoes because I wanted to look like Earl Campbell. Oh, you know? really? Yes. So, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, how did Billy White Shoes Johnson feel about that? He didn't have his own shoe. I had to buy the Earl oh, Campbells. My. I always told you I was. I liked the Oilers. I mean, I was. I was all in on the Oilers. Oh man. So I had the Earl Campbell shoes. I wanted to be Billy White Shoes. Uh, Lucas, any signs of life yet? With Titans, Vrabel? No radio sign, no Vrabel yet. Uh, this ha- Players right now, okay. Uh, speaking of players, this happened today, and we'll certainly talk about this some more. Um, Zach Ertz traded Uh-oh. away from... The Eagles who played last night, by the way. Yes, he yeah. played in the game, yeah. and then they traded him. So people were asking. <laughs> this is a dirty business. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, uh, uh, hey, we need to see you before you go back. he got to play again on Sunday. No, he can't. Oh, that's against the rules? Yes. So he has to sit out. Okay. This is the only rule in the world that actually protects hey, a player. It did. It Nothing does. protects players. Zero protection for players. Don't ever believe that wait, anybody's wait, trying to protect come, players. Commodity, man. You just got to work your work. You can't play two games in the same week. And this happened last year with somebody. Somebody played on Monday night and then got traded. And we were like, this dude's about to. I don't, or, or they played on Sunday and got traded to a team that played on Thursday. We were like, this dude's about to play. And they, they couldn't do it. We learned this last year. Somebody will remember that if you do tweet us. I had no recall of that. So This happened last year is the only way I know. And somebody asked, I think, Field Yates, and he said, you can't play two games in one week. I'm just happy we got lighting in here. Oh, no, it's like heaven in here. It's all lit up. It's bright. Mm -hmm. I can see you. I know. We didn't even know what each other looked like. It's been so dark in here. Uh, But he gets traded. So I thought, well, a bunch of y'all wanted Zach Ertz. I know that because that was a big topic of conversation. Mm. They traded him for... Mm, what? Now, this is where it gets hairy right here. 
Because there was recently a cornerback traded for a, a fifth-round pick. No, he was uh, uh, Gilmore was a sixth. Six-rounder, sorry. Gilmore yeah. was a six-rounder. So this is – he got traded for – Zach Ertz. He got – Zach Ertz got traded for a cornerback, Tay Gowan. Oh. Which, at the start of the season, people were like, the Cardinals even have enough cornerbacks. Now they're just trading them away. And this was without Butler. Tay Gowan. They traded Tay Gowan. I don't even remember him against the Titans. I think he was like a six-round pick. Well, I'm just talking about him playing. They, they corners. I remember Alfred because he was being people up. I was like, whoa. They they traded Tay Gowan and a 2022 fifth-round pick for Zach Ertz. They traded for him? Okay. He is owed $5.6 million, and that's it. This is the end of the line for his contract. So he's a one-year rental. So I thought, I'm going to look at his stats. So Zach Ertz is – and they have Dallas uh, Goddard, who's their you know number one guy. So he's not even number one tight end. 18 for 189 and two touchdowns. That's his numbers as a secondary option. The Titans tight ends, all of them, are 23 for 221 and one touchdown. Oh, we got Julio Jones. Let's do this. Uh, we'll get back to this discussion. Julio Jones talking right now. He's been on track to play. Let's hear from uh, Julio. Julio. Or do we have Julio? I think we got it. Lucas said that he said he's ready to go. I'm out here practicing. I'm out here flying around, and I feel good. Is, it, is the hamstring a little bit concerning to you at all? Because I know it was last year. <laughs> hamstring? <too. laughs> you were on the injury report. Right? Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just tight, you know, just precautionary reasons, things like that. But I feel good now. I guess excited are you to maybe start getting in a groove with having both you and AJ out there and right. just you guys we, everybody wants to see what can happen when when you guys get out there together and I kind of got to guess it's the same with yeah. you. Uh most definitely. Um just for uh, myself um just being out there with the team, being out there with the guys, uh putting the work in um at practice and then just being able to go into a game and just, you know, let the practice and the process show um, the timing, things like that, can kind of pay off at the end of the day. Um, but uh, we'll be ready Monday. You know, we just got to keep putting work in. So sorry. No, you're fine. You your first year of primetime games over your career. Mm -hmm. How much of a, a little extra excitement is there, especially going into the game and for the first time with you with this team? Right. Um, I'm always excited. Um, I have fun. I love playing football. Um, it's, it's work, right? But I have fun. I enjoy it. So, um, Mondays, Sundays, Thursdays, whatever day it is, um, you with your brothers, um, it's always fun to go out there and compete. We haven't really seen you and AJ together, full speed, doing your thing. Mm -hmm. Like we talked about all summer, waiting for and opposite Derek. You, you feel right. like this is this is the time now? Um, you know, can't, don't quote me on this, you know, right? <laughs> nah, um, but just wait and see on Sunday. I mean, I ain't going to, you know, Monday. I'm sorry, Monday. I'm not going to stir it up or anything like that. I'm very confident in myself uh, and my teammates, you know. So We haven't seen I mean, a lot of talk about you and AJ not being mm -hmm. together a lot. You feel like we haven't really seen the true Titans offense and what this team's all about yet and how much better will it will it be when things do come together? Um, that's on us, you know, at the end of the day. Um, just coming out here and just keep working, you know preparation things like that so y'all can see the best version of myself and then you know and the other guys as well so we just got to continue to just keep working and just um getting better each and every day so we talked to bud a couple weeks ago julio and, mm -hmm. and he kind of said that 
you know, he wanted to be out there so quickly that, that maybe, you know, looking back, maybe he tried to get out there too quickly. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that, you think that was any the case for you trying to come back from, um, you know, your, your injury in training camp and so Um, no, no. Um, you know, once I, I suit up, I'm ready to go. Um, I don't, for myself, um, you know, I just go out there and if I feel like I can play, I'm playing. You know, um, things happen. It's, it's football. I've been doing it for a long time. It's just like, for me, I'm not going to blame it on anything fast or whatever for myself. So, but that's it. I'm just taking care of myself now. Is it easy to get back in the flow and get the timing back with Ryan after you've missed a couple of weeks? Um, yes, yeah, it's just like I said, it's not, I wouldn't say it's easy. I wouldn't say it's hard. Um, like I said, you just got to come here and do it and put the work in. Um, and we had enough time to do so. It was a great game. You know, I wish we would have won, but uh, it was good. The fans, um, everything uh, coming out and support, being supportive, though. So, you been to a few? That was my first one. Okay. You, you, you've obviously played in primetime games before. Do you think a lot of people are going to be tuning in Monday to kind of see Julio in a Titans uniform for the first time and just kind of see see how you are and what, what you're about? Well, I don't know what people are going to be doing, but I'm going to be ready to go, you know, for me. Uh, just coming to work. So I don't know what they're going to be doing or what they're doing. I'm putting the work in each and every day to prepare myself for Monday night. Ryan, give you a hard time over there in Alabama. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Nobody gives me a hard time over Alabama. Anything. You know what I'm saying? It's just they know. Just just be happy. You know, we didn't play our best ball, and, I mean, that's what happens. So they'll get it right. All right, thank you. Yeah. That was... Julio Jones uh, speaking to the Titans media. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. was uh, he was all above. He was unfiltered. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, confident. He was funny. He was uh, unknown to him. Yeah, <laughs> about his hamstring. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> There's a lot in there. We gotta we gotta break that all down during the break. Yeah, I I think Lucas is gonna grab that sound. Um, uh, <laughs> but. One thing was funny though. He said hamstring when they asked him about how's your hamstring doing. <laughs> hamstring? <laughs> what? He, like, what are you Wait, talking about? <laughs> Make it say hamstring. Uh, I wish somebody would have said, "Yeah, something's wrong with your hamstring, right? How's it doing?" Yeah. So he could have been like, "No, there's nothing wrong with my hamstring," because <laughs> that's how he was talking. Um, I, hey, I know we owe him a break, Lucas. Let's do this. Let's take the break that we need to take right now. We'll come back. A.J. Brown is speaking. We can hopefully catch the end of this and catch Mike Grable before uh, the end of this hour. It's Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Play to Mickey 104.5 The Zone Saturday. Saturday, Vols and Ole Miss. Uh, Sunday, no Titans football. What in the world are you guys going to do with yourself? Watch the red zone, darn some socks, work in the garden. Monday night. No, I mean, I'm going to be just waking up from the Vols game. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I, I get to sleep in. There's no Titans game on Sunday. Uh, Marshall says on Twitter, Blaine Bishop, I always enjoy listening to you. Your enthusiasm, knowledge, and energy is just so entertaining to hear. Hashtag, you keep it real. Ding! Come on, nice, come Marshall. on. Oh, no. 
No. no. I appreciate that. Thank you, man. Marshall uh, is a Christian wife, mom, Grammy football lover, bike rider, prankster, former STEPE teacher, retired educator of 40 years. Oh, So wow. shout out to Marshall. Shout out the head. Yeah, because you, you get the, the uh, I guess, the, the computer is up. You can see all the the streaming in the comments. Well, that was just a tweet to us. Now, the oh. Zone TV chat, we're having a little bit of trouble. I will say this. We're waiting on Mike Vrabel, too, by the way. No one is talking right now. There is a guy who in the Zone TV chat that is apparently really mad at Lucas. Uh-oh. Yeah. Because Lucas is, uh, I mean, Lucas is, is not, he? I guess Lucas doesn't think Kentucky can beat Georgia in football. Lucas, what are you doing? Look, I don't think Kentucky's 6-0 record is a fluke. Why are you <laughs> hiding under the table? <laughs> you went under the table. I can't see you, I was, Lucas. Stand I was taking up. a nap. Taking a nap. <laughs> okay. Uh, Georgia's just going to smother them like they have everybody else they've played this season. I really believe that. Kentucky's a good football team. Kentucky might win 10 games this season. It's funny. It just said 21.21 and a half. It's on TV. Right yeah, now. three touchdown dogs. And they're on the road. I just, look, oh, Georgia might be the best they're team they're in the Georgia? country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh. I think Kentucky, man, they're better than people think, man. They they beat Florida. I know it was at home, but I just, man, Georgia's D-line, oh, my gosh. <laughs> they have four NFL players there. So, uh, eh, 21 points is a lot. I don't, I don't see 21. Old Stoops is uh, He's doing magic there, man. He's the best coach ever. All time. Kentucky football history. Well, they did have Bear Bryant for just a little bit. Oh, that don't count. Yeah. <laughs> Modern history. Okay, we'll say that. Um, he would be one of those guys, let's say they had a down year and they won three or four games. And and maybe some people would start clamoring like, the fire and fire. I would ask this, especially for that job as well as he's done, that would be the ultimate, okay, who are you going to get better? Like who would do better than him than he's done at that job all this time? Well, he's going to keep leverage to get a raise, that's for sure. That's what I mean. That's what all the other coaches do. Oh, no. Anytime there's an opening, I would tell my agent, leak my name out there. Yeah. Oh, he's going to take the USC job. Do not do that, Stoops. (laughs) No. I would dare him to do it if I'm the AD. Oh, I dare. You're not going to do that. No. You're going to go there and fail. No. Stay right here. We'll give you a little bump. Not not a million-dollar bump, though. (laughs) I think there's – it's just so hard for guys – sometimes to just read the room because there's a prestige of a job or the money of a job. Well, that USC job has been chewing people up and spitting them out for a while now, mm-hmm. you know? Kentucky job has not chewed him up or spit him out. And he's going to win 10 games sometimes, but he might win six or seven sometimes. So, and, and their fans don't ever seem to want to run him out. No. Because the, they know. They'd be crazy if they did. I think they'd be crazy. And he always gets right back on the horse. And then and here they come again. They're good developers of talent and uh, good X and O guys. I mean, man, just think about what they did when they moved the Bowden guy to quarterback. Yeah. That was just insane. And it was because they had to. In Division One football. But they, you talk about this all the time. Guys get stubborn. I run my system. Mm-hmm. I do what I do. Uh-uh. They, they threw all that out the window. They said, we have the talent to do this. I think we can get it done. And they did it. Yeah. And, and they won games with that, that, that guy. That was pretty impressive. Tip to capture those guys because that was on the fly. That was yes. not like we did it during training camp and yeah. all that. No, this is in the middle of the season. Well, really, the third game or so. Yeah. Ooh. Scrapped everything. That was, man. And just ran it right at people with that dude. Uh, uh, Chuck in Clarksville wants to talk a little UK and UGA. Hey, hey, Chuck, what's going on? Hey, 
Hey guys. Hey, um, I'm you know I'm a big Kentucky fan. I love this team. I kind of like Lucas. I don't think they can beat Georgia, but this is the thing you need to watch Saturday with Georgia and Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Kentucky's offensive line has two NFL high NFL prospects and has been really beating people up this year. And Georgia's defensive line is the best in the country. There's no doubt about it. Yep. That's going to be a hell of a battle mm-hmm. watching those two go at it. And Chris Rodriguez is a size-wise, is a, another Derrick Henry size-wise. So if you think you can get their will going with the running game, it could be close. But that's the only way they're going to have a chance is Chris Rodriguez have 200 yards rushing. I don't know if he's going to have a good day versus that line, but I don't, 21 points is a lot. I know George is at home, right? Ugh, nah, I don't see that. I, I just, I just don't. I think you, I'll be. I think they're going to throw the ball. I think they're going to throw the ball around a yard. They're going to do whatever it takes to win the game. So I'm not going to say they're going to win. I think Georgia's still going to win the game. 21 points, that's a huge line. Yeah, I'd take the Cats in 21. Yeah, I would take the Cats in 21 for sure. Lucas, you said Mike Vrabel up at the podium. Let's grab all this Mike Vrabel then right quick uh, as he speaks on a Friday. Oh, man, I want to hit Julio. You know, we're just again, we got to go out there and execute against an excellent defense, top ranked defense in the league. And, you know, hopefully that that they're, you know, anybody who plays for us is is doing their job and, you know, executing. And for our receivers, that's, you know, getting open and and catching the ball when the quarterback throws it and then, you know, being efficient in the run game and trying to trying to help our, our running backs. When they come out in four wide as an offense, what kind of whether it's Dalton Knox as the fourth wide receiver or whomever, uh, Dawson Knox, what is that kind of that would be that would be eleven personnel, so okay, ten personnel, four wide receiver, um, they run spread, yeah. Well, I mean they make you cover the entire field, um, you know, RPO game, lateral, lateral passing game, and then they'll mix it up and you know run vertical stuff and. You know, usually some concept on one side that the quarterback can pick and then, you know, something on the other side. But, you know, it identifies the, the box and, you know, how many guys you got in there when they're in a spread. Some of the guys have said this week that a part of your message is don't look at the numbers. Is that the case and, and why? Well, you get, you know, I mean, you kind of get caught up in, in, in how statistically good they are, statistically great. Um you know, and and then again, we have to we have to execute and go play against a, a very good team. That's rightfully so that they, um, you know, they've they've earned those numbers, and it's it's impressive. And I just want to make sure that you know we focus on on what our uh, plan is and, and how we need to try to play the game. I mean, they're plus nine a turnover margin after five games. You know, averaging thirty four points, giving up twelve, and you know, number three in red zone, and, or three and third down, first in the red zone on defense. So. It's going to be a huge challenge. Mike, I know you want the consistency and approach for each game. But when you were a player, was there a different feel when you played these prime time Monday night games before the you know the whole league's watching you? Mm, maybe early on, and we probably played, um, you know, more than normal. You know, once once things were going so. Um, just making sure that you sound and you know not not trying to do too much I guess and just you know doing your job you know doing your job instead of trying to go outside of you know, maybe the defense or what you should be doing you know it's always it's just trying to make a play and we just would like it to be a good one 
Sorry, John, go ahead. Uh, one or two things you think you guys are doing better in uh, bringing that third down number down from, from last season? Probably covering better and, and rushing better. Coach, for you, a week like this, do you want to give him my... John just chuckles when he doesn't like the answers, I guess. <laughs> and I don't know how else to answer it. You know what I mean? That those are those are the two elements that we talk about all the time: covering better and rushing better. Um, so, hopefully, we can continue to do that, John. Uh, a week like this does it really help to have just one extra day for the recovery process? I think probably that's where we're at now with this football team. I mean. You know, as many guys is going to be on the injury report that um, comes out. I mean, that's some more time that we can get to try to get guys healthy uh, to, to play against a physical football team. You know, we, we did that last week, and now we're going to have to play against an even more physical team with, with the Bills. Sorry, AJ mentioned uh, maybe some limitations within playing based based on his his condition when you have two receivers coming back with hamstrings is there is there a way to to monitor and and ensure that do your best to ensure that it doesn't get re-aggravated uh, i mean it's nfl wide receivers i mean there's this level of expectation that you're going to have to to run so i'm not sure what limitations he's referring to snap count last week and he said he didn't expect I, to be you know I, you know that those these are all things that are new to me. We take out the guys when they're when they're tired, and we have to focus on our conditioning. And um, you know, so you know, we we want our best players in there as much as they can be in there. That's that's usually good for the team. What are some packages that you've had Danico on the edge? But when he and Jeffrey have both been on the interior, how much have they complemented each other's play? They, you know, I mean, they've been disruptive. I think there's sometimes and. Um, you know Seattle, and you know different times that they're working in there together. They they they've been working together since training camp. Seem to have a good relationship, a, a very good relationship. Um, you know to try to you know work some games in there and work some stunts and hopefully you know be disruptive on the inside. One's more of a power guy. One's got a little bit more you know length. Sorry, Jimmy. Like you talk about health. I mean, you like where you're going, at least trending in the right direction at receiver. I mean, Julio, you know, AJ have good weeks. Now Marcus back in the flow a little bit more. How much will that help the offense if you can consistently have the same guys in there week after week? Well, it'll help the entire team that, you know, we feel like we're getting our – anytime that we can get guys back or what we feel like are our um, best players, you know, that, that would be great. It would be wonderful. Well, it's the last day that we get access to you, and there's still one more day of practice. Is there anybody that you're ruling out for Monday nighters? On a Thursday? No. How is, how is it's Farley it's a Thursday. Yeah. I, I know he missed the one day with the illness, but just as far as his body of work this week, how has it been? Uh, but, you know, I mean, good. It, again, it's just there's some setbacks there, which, you know, unfortunately dealing with, uh, with an illness. Um, so just trying to get, you know, weight back and, you know, strength, and you know, there's a lot of things that go into that. But I think, it, you know, mentally, he's been been sharp and was able to get some work in today, and we'll get some uh, tomorrow. Like that game against the Bills was so strange last year in the buildup and unprecedented not practicing and all that. Number one, why do you think you guys played so well that night, and did you take anything from that moving forward in the weird preparation that was kind of forced on you? Uh, I, mean, I think the players just really. 
Um, took advantage of the opportunities. You know, I mean, they, they threw us a couple, you know, one, one off the receiver's hands. We caught it. We scored a lot of short fields. You know, when you're able to get three turnovers and, and not have any on offense and then get another one on kickoff and a short field, like, I think you take away that that's the, the, the magnitude that turnovers can have on, on a game. Uh, whether it's statistically they had more yards or they did that. Um, you know, and as far as the preparation, I think it's just, you know, there was a lot of focus, I felt like. You know, I think that there was a, you know, an unknown, but I think that there was a great deal of focus um, in how we had to handle and how we had to prepare for that situation. It's a live look in with Mike Vrabel as the Titans get ready for Monday Night Football against the Bills. We're a little bit over 20 minutes away from Mike Keith. Don't go anywhere. Hour number two of Blaine and Mickey coming up.